Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joe Tossi from TechTables.com, and you're listening to the Public Sector Show by TechTables. This podcast features human-centric stories from public sector CIOs, CISOs, and technology leaders across federal, state, city, county, and higher education. You'll gain valuable insights into current issues and challenges faced by top leaders. Through interviews, speaking engagements, live podcast tour events, we offer you a behind-the-mic look at the opportunities top leaders are seeing today. And to make sure you never miss an episode, head over to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and hit that follow button and leave a quick rating. Just tap the number of stars that you think this show deserves. And to continue this darn good conversation, head over to the Q&A section on Spotify. So today we have two special guests, Krishna Etel, Director of Enterprise Solution Services, Cloud and AI at the state of Texas, and Shauna Rogers, Chief Digital and Data Officer at the Texas Attorney General's Office. Krishna, welcome back to Tech Tables. Thank you. Thank you. Shauna, welcome to Tech Tables. Thank you for having me. This is a long time coming. I'm excited to have Shauna on. I met her at Galveston and a little side connection. Um, She's got a connection to Santa Barbara, so I just immediately. Yeah, and we both like basketball. And we both like basketball. Yeah, loved it. Today's podcast is titled The Digital Deep Dive. Shauna, I'm going to start with you. Uh, Before we jump into the cloud transformations with automation and data intelligence into AI, you had posted a quote by Andrew Carnegie on working towards a common vision and achieving uncommon results. Carnegie said, teamwork is the ability to work together toward a common vision, the ability to direct individual accomplishments towards organizational objectives. It is the fuel that allows common people to achieve uncommon results. First, what's the micro vision for your team at the uh, Attorney General's office and how do you keep that focused on the North Star? Yeah. So, so first I would like to say, I mean, we really are focused at the Texas Attorney General's office on serving the public, right? And so one, one of our areas of service is um, child support. Um, and so whenever we are trying to help the business um, solve problems or um, get ahead of things like, you know, the influx of calls or, or chats that we had with COVID. It really is about serving the business and being a really good business partner. Now, in saying that, we've also done a lot of uh, mentorship and grooming and new hiring of current state staff and bringing in new consultants as well. And so it really is about teamwork, right? Um, bringing in the smartest people that we can, upskilling our current employees, and then being very, very focused on small iterative wins, right, that serve business value and, and really provide um, service back to the state of Texas and the constituents. Uh, is there a small win or maybe a favorite win that you have top of mind? Yeah, I mean, first, I would like to say we build cool things. <laughs> so um, and, 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 and one of the wins that I'd like to talk about um, was one of the wins that we had with COVID. So, you know, we had an influx. On average, we have 500,000 calls a month going coming into our child support hotline for assistance. And with COVID, you can imagine there was just such a large influx of calls and emails and chats. And so as a technology organization, we were really able to step up and help relieve some of that pain using robotics process automation um, with our business partners to help get ahead of some of the problems that we had. So we're really proud of that win. Awesome. I love that. And is there a business partner sitting next to you right now? Yes. <laughs> so for those who are interested in RPA, I know, I know, I kind of teed it up. But if you are interested in RPA and, and the cloud and AI, AI COEs with, with Krishna, we actually covered it twice on two episodes on Tech Tables. Um, I forget the episodes, but uh, you can just use the search function on the website and type in Krishna and his face will pop up. Uh, so, but Krishna, I'm actually kind of curious, just a little bit, but 
what's new since 2021 um, for the state of Texas cloud and AI COEs that you would like to share? Uh, thank you, Joe. So when we, when we first talked about the COE, we were in the in the early stages. Mm-hmm. You know, you you do the crawl, walk, run, and fly, and now we are. I can say we can say confidently that we are moving from the crawl space to the walk area. We still have a long miles to go, but we are collaborating a lot. We are learning from each other. We are doing a lot of training. And if you remember last year, 2021, just after the episode was done, we won the state uh, national uh, innovation of the award last year itself within six months of the COE being established. I think that was a big win. And we have today, as of today, we have about 35 proof of concepts, five in production. So what we're trying to do is help all the agencies out in a frontier who are in turn helping the citizens so that we can make the services, just like how Shona said, we can make the lives of you know people easy and we can get the service to them faster and cheaper and we can save a lot of lives. What's your what's your favorite POC that you can publicly talk about? The one of the joint POC means where we have to come in and help, you know, Shona already talked about it. But the other interesting thing what I can talk about and in addition is that when you get the, the queries from people uh, in an email format, in about 2,000 or, you know, you take a number, majority of them are password resets and things of that kind. And we, we kind of told two POCs. In two POCs, we introduced national, natural language processing. And what it will do is that it will, it will separate the, the critical items bubble up top. And Shona did that very well in, in their real-life scenario. And then, you know, we proved that in NLP at the parks and wildlife as well so that we can quickly address the top issues and not worry about hey, how to get to your office what is the direction to the office etc etc and the machine will do it and you don't have to have the the team the the people who are taking the phones or being through the list go through one by one and spend all day and understand look the critical one that impact a child support case is at the very bottom so so i think i'm, I'm very happy about that kind of an outcome in the state Awesome. Shauna, jumping into the uh, data and digital side, how are you leveraging automation and data intelligence to drive better experiences for the citizens of Texas who consume those services? Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question. Um, right now, we're doing some digital discovery in the space. So we have, you know, built this wonderful reference architecture in 2020. In 2021, we started moving a lot of our services to the cloud, and we focused on a customer identity solution so that we can actually track and personalize digital engagement for our citizens. Um, And then this year now, we're starting to build out all of the data elements that we need to really move into machine learning, artificial intelligence, and making sure that everything that we do enables the citizens of Texas ease of use to the services that we provide. That's great. You had asked me, so I threw a live podcast event three weeks ago in Phoenix, and one of my guests who, I said, Joe, no, no worries. His name is Aaron Judy. No, no worries. I'm going to be there. It's going to be great. And um, and uh, he's the uh, chief of, of was it, AI? Yeah. Chief Innovation Officer, yeah, at uh, Maricopa County Superior Court. And um, he's like, I'm so excited. We met. We wrote the questions. He's so hyped. And then I get a call at, at midnight. Joe, my wife's having a baby right now. <laughs> well, that's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Congratulations. And so uh, uh, then, but there was a question that I had asked you uh, that I was going to ask Aaron. Well, since Aaron's 
out of office <laughs> for the next couple of months. Um, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to reuse that, that question on you. So my question is, how are you measuring the effectiveness of those services that the citizens are consuming? Yeah, no, absolutely. Through data and analytics. So sending out customer surf- surveys, having live feedback analytics um, around how people are interacting with our platforms and the success rate. Um, we also look at case measurement or business outcomes as well, right? Because, you know, we are a government agency that has to actually provide services, but we also have an enforcement branch. So making sure that people pay their child support on time, for instance, is really important to us. And people may or may not give us a great rating. (laughs) (laughs) That's a no-win situation. (laughs) So, um, but we would say that that would still be a win because we're able to make sure that, you know, every child in the state of Texas that has a child support case to support them has the financial and emotional support of both parents. That's, That's the mission. That's great. Krishna, what have you learned from Shauna and the Attorney General's office that you've applied with some of your other work at DIR? Uh, that's an excellent question. So when I went to uh, OAG, mainly the Child Support Division, and you should understand they give out or disburse about $4.5 billion a year to children, right? And I come, you know, I, it was very close to me because you know my grandmother was a single mother raising my mom, and uh, later on all of us, and we clearly was able to relate to the people who are doing this. And then when we walk into the office, like you know, previously you know, the, the deputy CAO had said, look, I was able to build that trust with people uh, in government. This was my first uh, you know, appointment or you know, order at a, at a state agency. I was coming from Freddie and Fannie Mae trying to do a joint venture. But when I came in, when I come to you know, the child support office, you know, people threw me a red carpet at that time. You know, it was very, you know, I felt so good and I was able to build that relationship and I was there only for about three weeks but it ended up five years and I learned everything from people building the trust how to work with government and in that uh, journey we built about 570 servers all at DIR and DCS partner uh, in that particular journey and uh, built about 14 environments but more than that, what we were doing is we were not building servers. We were actually helping the child support system so that people can benefit from that. So you're know, putting people first and technology second. And that's what we do together all the time because we tell the agencies and colleagues and everyone. I still remember Mandy and uh, Rick. They all gave us a mandate to go and work with Shona. And I was at HHSC office for a year camping there. So if you ask me at the parking lot or in the, in the evening, you know, we'll be hanging out and doing different departments. That's how I found him, by the way, was in a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think to, to cut the sh- story short, you know, it is that, that relationship and how to change for me. It's not a server down. You know, uh, Rick was talking earlier as well. You know, when, when a server is down, uh, someone who has to get a child support is, you know, kind of delayed. And or someone at the DFPS, you know, if somebody has a big threat at home and if they are calling DFPS and if the server is down, it is not a server down. So change that completely. And that that kind of helped us go and, you know, embrace technology and have a great collaboration. Right. So so I think that that is a big win that we had where we can work together, collaborate. And uh, I, I think that is a that, that's a great thing for us to do. Yeah, no, I really like that. Uh, Shauna, what have you learned from Krishna that you're applying at AOG right now? Uh, now, don't blush too much. <laughs> so, no. 
Um, so I'm going to say, you know, I was very new to technology in the government space. I did um, over 19 years on Wall Street, building really concurrent technologies very, very quickly that that brought stock ticker prices up, right? Very powerful. <laughs> um, yes. And so going from that public sector space into um, a private sector space into the public sector space, um, not understanding what the differences were in between really working for a CEO, again, that was very focused on financial outcomes, right? And into the government space where things just work differently. And Krishna was just a great person. Um, he was a great mentor and a great friend to work with. So if anything, I would say Krishna probably could do a side hustle, writing a book on, you know, how, how to, to build a career in the, in the public sector. And that would probably be helpful for new people coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Camping out Monday through Friday. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll definitely take up on that because, you know, you need a lot of stories like this to inspire. And, you know, just to shine back on Shona, you know, you have to see that when we are playing the game from DAR side, we need someone to play pretty quick and fast and you know i would say a very competitive game and we understood that that we had that chemistry and i think uh, you know such team play is very very important for state to move to the next level yeah that's great uh interesting fact i actually grew up on child support payments so uh the every time my mom would say oh the child support's not here i'm like now i'm reflecting black i'm like oh well there wasn't cloud back then but i'm sure <laughs> There was some on-prem device that was not <laughs> not functioning the way it should have been. So I want to open this up to the audience uh, right now. So do we have any audience questions? Again, if they are too specific, like, hey, Shauna, do you have an RFP? Again, no, they would not be asking uh, that, and that will get cut out. <laughs> so any questions for Shauna or Krishna? <laughs> My question is around, can you discuss sort of what the bleeding edge is in your respective domains right now with AI? So right now we are doing some really cool things with using technology to build real-time digital analytics on our digital engagement channels, right? Um, it, it's kind of a new concept is what I'm finding that people actually have the data to make decisions on product fluency and the roadmaps based off of interactions with technology from the citizens. So we're very focused on that. Um, we're about five sprints in to building really cool analytics that are real time. And so the next iteration of that is for us to actually take a response or an action um, with the citizen to be able to drive down call center volume or be able to drive down chat center volume that's human manned. So uh, while Shona and the team are much more focused on the current items, right? Things that they are taking into production, uh, Mandy and John, they have assigned us or our team to look at the future. So we are looking at five years, six years, seven years, 10 years down the line, and those are some of the POCs. That's why it takes a longer time for our POCs to become or get into production. So that's a that slow journey. So the one we are focusing heavily on, you know, if you all know the Senate Bill 475, it said not to capture the biometric information. So we are working with two companies. I don't want to call the name out now, but uh, we are working on digital assistants who look like you, like a physical, you know, it's already in production in you know, at the DFW airport, et cetera. So what it'll do is that it'll, it'll, uh, respond to you with empathy. So we are bringing the, the chat bots, you know, the chat solutions. We are bringing the back-end automation and also giving it a facial expression so that, you know, for example, you know, it'll be a great case study for, you know, for example, Rick down the line four or five years because this can be a kiosk uh, in a hospital and you can go and ask you which way to go and then that, that digital assistant will respond to you uh, with all the 
the question and it can it can even recognize like i i would have played a demo right now but it'll even if you ask me who is krishna it'll come and tell you exactly who i am and then if you change it it can quickly capture and the best part is that it captures about 35 points on a face like a facial expression and it is going to react the same way you know when you are angry it will calm you down and when you're lost somewhere it'll find you the the right direction to go as well so that's what you know we are excited and you know we have we have great you know blessing from our latest leaders here and uh, you know we hope to keep texas ahead of you know other states and collaborate as well <laughs> no pun intended sorry <laughs> yeah yeah again collaborate and learn. good job yeah. <laughs> we want to be number one sorry <laughs> yeah yeah Kevin's really here just to know what POCs you guys are working on. He's yeah. going to run back. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, and anyone else? Any other questions? Yeah, I have a question. Go for it, Mark. Um, you mentioned Senate Bill 475, and I think a lot of agencies are coming up with strategies for addressing that. And I want to specifically hear what y'all are doing in relation to the data governance piece of that legislation. Do you want me to take that one? Yeah. Okay. Um, we are standing up a data governance program now. Um, it's a great time for us to move into data governance for data standardization, classification, tagging, categorization. You know, actually, um, we have a CMDB now, which is awesome. We have an automated CMDB. So we're in a great space to actually hold information related to our product owner and our data owner and what type of um, information is actually being held in the system. So for us, this is a great thing. Um, I, hopefully, you know, we will be um, right in there where we need to be become next year. Um, and I'm excited about the fact that we're going to be able to to really do, do some neat things with on the security side with automation and technology um, because of SB 475. Yeah, just want to add one point on, on what Shona, Shona said. Uh, it's going to create a, a, a kind of a foundation, if you will, so that we can start data sharing. You know, for example, you know, I, I was hearing a story, is it, you know, sad or you can call it a story that, you know, if someone is going to, you know, TDLR, Texas Department of Licensing and Re Regulation, and if that person was arrested, you know, a few hours ago and let go on a bail, there is no way that this agency can quickly find it, this person, you know, we should not give him that particular, particular license. So once we get into this, you know, shared data sharing kind of a concept, and the 475 is, you know, you know, laying a strong foundation. So from five, 10 years from now, you know, it will take time, it's government, we all know that. But, you know, we'll have that quick uh, and easy, uh, you know, managing, how will I put it, uh, the people side of things. So that, you know, you don't have to, you know, enter your ID or things five times. It'll all be pretty quick and easy. Great, a any other questions? So how has the pandemic impacted your overall technology and particularly AI strategy? Um, are there any lessons that you're taking forward from that? Um, I, I came in to, to my role in the agency on April the 1st of 2020. <laughs> and so um, it was a wonderful time <laughs> to, to come in and, and um, to try to modernize. Um, what I would say is I, I feel very lucky to come into the organization at the time that I did because everybody was so open to change and adoption of new technologies because we had problems everywhere. 
right? Everybody was doing the best that they could just to keep up with their daily work effort on top of the fact that they were, you know, they, they might have been sick, their family members were sick, it was a new world, you know, they're trying to take care of their homes and their children and their families at the same time. So um, I would say I, I'm very lucky to come in whenever I did, even though it was really hard, right? Um, and and we, we came out of the gate. I mean, eight, eight weeks into my job, we were implementing robotics process automation to support the business. So I'm, I'm not a five or 10 year person. <laughs> and for, you know, we're, we're a little bit shorter um, term as far as being able to innovate and release product. Um, but Krishna is just great to be able to work with in that space also as far as innovation and what other people are doing. And he's always a great sounding board, so. Thank you. The only point I would add is that, you know, uh, if, it was, if there was no pandemic for some reason or the other, it would have taken at least about 10 years or so to just you know, we were talking about cloud, just like that AI, you know, it, it'll take, uh, you know, they'll ask if it is a blood group or things like that. So it'll take a long time for us to implement that. But this gave us a, a tailwind, if you will. And it was like, you know, thousand, you know, whatever, hundred miles per hour, whatever you, you quantify. And we were able to take that and channel that into the right direction. And everyone after the first or second week, uh, when people went from office to home, we were able to stand up about 160,000 teams across the state so so i'm just talking not just about the ai but you know how that technology so same, same thing we were able to adopt in different agencies and save a lot of quick wins for example when the when the when the covid happened we got a lot of data from different entities and we had to deduplicate them means you know i if i had five names you know you so five entries so if i had positive so how do you make sure that it's one and we implemented one of the rpa technology solution and and thank Thankfully, we had a procurement and everything in place. So we were able to quickly in, uh, introduce that and get that value to the customers within a few weeks. So we were able, otherwise we would have taken a long time to sell to the business, sell to the leaders, you know, and then get the talent, right? Very, very critical. And we, we were able to partner and, uh, you know, we, it was at the right time we had the Tiger team. means it's a collaboration of all the team I talked about in the last uh, uh, podcast. That's why I didn't mention that here. But that team really made 200 people, really made that, uh, you know, that big difference. And we would not have done that without, you know, all this technology momentum happening. Anyone else? Here, I know you're itching. So other than standing on the street corner with a sign that says, we need to hire developers, please come work for us, right? I would do it, but nobody would, you know, nobody would help me in that space either. Um, I would say we, you know, we have brought in some people who uh, are wanting to support the cause of, of, of public service. Um, that have been doing, you know, really cool, building really cool technology for a long time. And then we are hiring people right out of college to pair them with. Um, and, and as far as recruitment, you know, going back to what Ricardo Blanco said earlier, we are really big on, you know, hiring veterans. We're a veteran first, if we possibly can, agency. 
Um, so, but it, it's been difficult. You know, my, my CIO, Tina McLeod, has been really great in supporting us. And she's on, you know, chat forums and leaderboards. I cyberstalk people on LinkedIn and ask them to apply for a job. So um, it, it's been difficult in this market in Austin, but, but we have been able to fill um, some data scientist positions as of, you know, this week. So I'm proud about that. That, that I'll add only one thing. You know, just like we have been collaborating a lot. For example, you know, I'm sitting next to a champion who wanted to start code sharing with you, between the state agencies. You know, if we, if Shona has a code built, you know, why not we use it? Why not some other agency do it? You know, why we spend the same tax dollars again and again? So that's a big win for us because saying that look, we collaborate and we show that, and glad that you put us together today. And then the second one is the uh, the the interns. So the moment I go and sell it to our leadership saying that hey, it's mine, they'll shoot it down. It is tendency. Look, let's not have, you know, I'm not talking about the internal, the small P, but, you know, people don't like certain things. But what we did here was that we had three interns. You know, uh, Mandy was, you know, there to when we had their final, uh, you know, presentation and everything. They came and they are the face of the technology. They are going and pitching it to the leadership saying that, look, which is better? Is it Google better, Azure better, or which technology is better? And they make the pitch. It's not, you know, I'm, what I'm saying is that we'll put the, the young team up front and one great cloud company, number one maybe, and one of two of the people asked me, how can we come and work for the state? And we will come and work for the state because you have the cool technology and we don't care for the money. So so imagine those kind of conversations that is happening in the in, in the area. And I know that, you know, Corey and all are working on having more of the internship programs. And I think that is going to take off in a big way. And uh, that's going to you know, change the world, how, how kid, you know, the young mind would come and talk through and push the technology forward. That's great. Well, Krishna, thank you for coming back on Tech Tables and Shauna, thank you for coming on today. I pre really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank, awesome. thank, thank you so much. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joe Tossi from techtables.com, and you're listening to the Public Sector Show by Tech Tables. This podcast features human-centric stories from public sector CIOs, CISOs, and technology leaders across federal, state, city, county, and higher education. You'll gain valuable insights into current issues and challenges faced by top leaders. Through interviews, speaking engagements, live podcast tour events, we offer you a behind-the-mic look at the opportunities top leaders are seeing today. And to make sure you never miss an episode, head over to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and hit that follow button and leave a quick rating. Just tap the number of stars that you think this show deserves. And to continue this darn good conversation, head over to the Q&A section on Spotify.